from Capital Broadcasting Company and Mix 101.5. This is Scene and Screen. I'm your host, Diane Ramsey. And today I am talking with Eric Woodall, producing artistic director for North Carolina Theater. Um, You've been there about six months. Yes. Um, Welcome back, first of all, Eric. Diane, thank you so much. It's, um, you know, this was the first interview that I did when I moved to Raleigh was with you. And so... You paved a great road Aww. for me um, and and prepared me well. But I'm so happy to be back and speaking with you today. Well, I'm great. So how is it? Have you settled back in? Because you grew up in the Triangle That's or at right. least part That's of right. partially. That's right. Yes. Um, I've been away since I was 18 years old. I, I did grow up in this area and I have family here. And um, that's been a wonderful part of this uh, is reconnecting with friends that I grew up with and, and family members that I was only able to see a few times a year right. uh, in the past. And um, it's been so exciting to sink in fully to the job at hand, which right. is the producing artistic director at the North Carolina Theater. Because and you started in November. Yes. But that was somebody else's season. In fact, we're still in that season. That is correct. That someone else selected. That is correct. I say I inherited this amazing season, and I'm <laughs> so happy about that. Um because I love the shows that we've been doing this season. Um, we just closed Murder for Two. Um, I wish I had gotten to see that one because it sounded so fascinating. Oh my gosh, it was and so I just fun. Feel bad that- it was it was different. I mean, it it you know even though I did inherit this past season, uh, Murder for Two was an example of a show that that we're really trying to do more of. That we're trying mm-hmm. to you know venture out a little bit and do some things that are different than we've done in the past. And this was two performers playing the piano, and they played fourteen different characters between them. Yeah. So it was just this really hysterical romp. And I yeah. ended up seeing Mamma Mia, and I oh, remember good. you told me you were going to direct that, and That's you did right. so. Uh, and you said there was some secret with casting. And then when I got there, and it was Lauren Kennedy and her husband, yeah. Charlie Bray, well, that was a treat. It was it was a treat <laughs> for us as well. And to have them play those parts where right. they got to really play opposite each other was so much fun. Yeah. How can you not have a good time with Mamma Mia? Uh, there may be a way. I don't I know. But don't know either. Boy, it's... we had a great time. We had a great time from the beginning, the first rehearsal through the closing and um, we loved every second. You're going to be directing any of the shows that are coming in the 2019-2020 season? Yes. Well, in the 2019 season that we are still in, I am directing Annie, which is coming up. Right. So oh, I'm, I, a so, lot of mother, mother and daughters I, around here are like getting tickets to go together. Which is great. We we um, we are over the moon um, about Annie. We've got so many kids involved. We've got dogs. We've got dog <laughs> trainers. We've got <laughs> um, huge, beautiful sets. And um, we're... That is coming around the corner. And then with the new season, I know that I'm going to direct West Side Story. Okay. Um, and that is, is your first one, right? That is the first one. Yeah, right. we, we um, go running right out of the gate with West Side Story. Oh, and one. it's such a beloved classic. It's, it's a show that um, has a lot of relevance today. Oh, yeah. um, and um, we hope to do... You know, put our own spin on it. It will. It will certainly be the show that everyone loves with that incredible music and the original Jerome Robbins choreography. Mm. But we're making some really cool choices with some of the design elements, and um, we hope to show our audiences an incredible time with that. And that is one that I've only seen the movie. I've never actually seen it, so I'm very excited. October fifteenth through twentieth. That's right. At North Carolina Theater. Okay, so then what's coming up in November? Well, this no- one is another interesting one. Yes, in November, <laughs> you know, part of our mission with North Carolina Theater in our 1920 season is that we are going to be 
producing all six of our shows. And a lot of oh, your yay! listeners. That's, yes. Uh, deserves some applause. It, it is because um, in the past several years, we have presented a few of our mm-hmm. shows in our season, which means that we would welcome these tours to come through right. and we would present them. But now we're, we're, we're producing all six, which means that we are making them all here in our backyard using North Carolina talent mixed with great Broadway talent. Right. And we are responsible for better or for worse, um, whatever you see on that stage. And and we take great pride in that. Um, to do that, we are doing two shows in the smaller Fletcher Theater. Oh, I did notice there were some different venues yeah. mentioned. Yes. But I forgot to mention that. Thank you for well, bringing that up. Four, four of our shows, the, the larger musicals, will be in Raleigh's Memorial Auditorium. Mm-hmm. And then um, two of our smaller pieces will be in the Fletcher Theater. And the first one of those is Having Our Say. And Having Our Say is this amazing play about two African-American women, the Delaney sisters, uh-huh. who live to be over 100 years old each. Are they real people? They're real people from Raleigh, North Carolina. No way. Yes. The Delaney's, the Delaney's were a big family here. Their father was born into slavery and then played a wow. huge role in St. Augustine College University oh. and the Episcopal Church. Oh, wow. And there were 10 siblings that were here in Raleigh, and they all went on to have these amazing careers and lives. So these two ladies got interviewed in the early 90s for an article in the New York Times. And that article spun into a best-selling book that then spun into um, uh, an award-winning Broadway play. So it feels full circle to present this story in North Carolina with many of the Delaney family members still alive and and active. And and so we can't wait to share this one. Oh, man. Yeah, that sounds fascinating. Is this a sort of a two-person show? It is. It's a two-person show and so much humor in it. These ladies are talking about their lives, and they are spitfires. And um, pull no punches. They, that's exactly right. And so with that comes a lot of humor and a lot of pathos as they explain, you know, coming through the Jim Crow period. Yeah. Um, you know, they just lived through so many fascinating points of our history. Um, so they share a lot of that. And, you know, we can all learn from from their stories and be touched by their stories. I'll say. I'm excited about that one. Having our say, the Delaney Sisters' first 100 years. Um, I love that title. <laughs> yes. November 8th through 17th. Then uh, then we have the holidays. I don't know. You're probably doing something around the holidays. We are. We I didn't are. see on my list. Well, one of the things, it's, it's, a, it's a special add-on, but we um, had great success with our panto that we tried last year, which is based oh, yeah. on the British pantos. It's this fun, fun, almost spoof telling of a story. And last year we did Aladdin. It right. was a spoof of that. I shouldn't say spoof. The panto is not a spoof, but it's a it's a fun Different. interpretation. Yeah. Right. With modern day songs and it feels hip and it's and kids love it. And so this year it's um it's based on Snow White. Oh um, good. so we're 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 very excited about that. That'll be fun. Yeah. Um, again, sounds like a lot of kids will be involved. Yep, that's oh, right. Oh, and then in February, this is another one of my favorite shows, Kinky Boots. Yes, yes. yes. Well, it was, <laughs> it was, we were so fortunate to be able to get the rights. I mean, what a coup, because the show has been around for about six to seven years and just recently closed on Broadway. But the tour has been so successful. Right. There have been multiple tours, and they've been going around the country, and the last tour is going to be closing soon. 
So regional companies are just being granted the rights, and we jumped on board, and we're thrilled to announce that we're going to be doing it. And we have a lot of connections with the um, original producers and the general manager in New York from Broadway. So there's a great connection there, and what a fun show that I is. I know. Yeah. Oh, my God. I, yeah, see, when I looked at your list, I didn't realize you were producing all these. So that just, that's more exciting. It's, it it it's is. Be your production. And I have this personal connection with it because Billy Porter, who won the Tony for Kinky Boots, um, um, I wish I could say he was coming to do this production. He's, uh. he, he's not. Um, we're going to see if we can get him down at some point in some way. But um, but Billy is a, a dear, dear friend of mine. We went to school together. So I went cool. through the whole Kinky Boots uh, history with him, and he won the Tony for playing Lola in that oh, production. Yeah. So we're excited to put our own spin on that here. Oh, my God. Yeah, I can't wait to see the crowd reaction to that because, yeah. you know, like people will participate. When I saw Mama Mia, I was thinking, I should be dressing up like from the 70s. And there were lots of people in there the audience were. who did that. There Shiny. were. We encouraged that. Come to Kinky Boots dressed in your kinky boots. And be careful walking in. <laughs> Other than that, right. <laughs> February 11th through 16th for Kinky Boots. Then right on its heels, if you will, uh, we have Memphis, March 24th through 29th, another classic show. That's right. That's right. Part of what we were going for with our 1920 season is combining um, some of these beloved older classic musicals, if you will, with what we think will be the new classic musicals. Uh, Kinky Boots is one of those, and we feel the same way about Memphis. Um, because it won Best Best Musical um, its year on Broadway and has won many other awards. It has this amazing story of a pursuit for hopes and dreams and coming up through the music business, and it, it has this incredible interracial love story, which is universal in the way that they fight for love. And um, combining every all of the storylines through Memphis, we have this um, incredible music, which mm-hmm. which takes us through the birth of rock and roll. Oh, um, yeah. And so it is a toe tapper for sure. Another one I'm going to have to put on my list. Yes. What's this getting along? This list of mine. All right, and then in uh, the spring, uh, May first through tenth. Edges. I know nothing about this show. And you tell me. You do not need to know anything about this show. We expect that this is something that's brand new for the majority of our audiences. We were thinking about what would be exciting. What what's something that would be a little different? What how could we challenge our audiences in a in a wonderfully entertaining way? So again, we're doing this production edges in our smaller six hundred intimate Fletcher Theater, which feels more like the Broadway theaters in New York that because it's it's so so intimate, and so it's a song cycle of of songs that are written by Pasek and Paul, which are these two guys who wrote um, a little show that a lot of people have heard of, Dear Evan Hansen, uh, yeah, and then a movie, and- La La Land, right, and then The Greatest Showman mm-hmm. um, for Hugh Jackman, and so they oh, so. they are Binge and Justin are are just really just stars of the scene. I mean, outside of Stephen Sondheim and perhaps Jason Robert Brown, like Pasek and Paul are our most prolific writers right now of Broadway and movie music. When the boys were in school together at University of Michigan, which is not that long ago, they <laughs> wrote this song cycle called Edges. And it was it's dealing with millennials, but there's this universal feeling of being on the edge being on the edge of um, a, a moment in your life where you have to make big decisions. And so all of the songs in the show are these story-driven pieces, and 
some of the most incredible harmonies and great music. And so we we know that we're going to really in, inspire folks of all ages with our production of Edges. Oh, wow. As the mom of two millennials, I cannot wait to good, see good, that good. one. Yes. Maybe I'll understand my kids a little better. <laughs> we, hope, we hope we can help. <laughs> all right. And then closing out the season over the summer of 2020, the sound of music. The hills are alive. With the sound of music, we are going to carry that tradition forward. Forward, I tell you what, I mean, I used to ask the question, who doesn't love the sound of music? And there aren't many people. I don't know many. You know, because it's one of those shows that you've either seen the movie or you've seen a production of it, and it holds a special place in your heart. Mm-hmm. One of our goals at North Carolina Theater is to take musicals that have been around for a long time and find the the relevant reason to do them. You know, what is the zeitgeist? What? How can audiences today relate to this this musical that's been around for 50 plus years? Mm-hmm. Older than a lot of the audience. Yes. <laughs> and, and when you go to the core of the story, and usually it's about family and uh, tradition and love and being accepted, you know? And when you look at those core values, which we do, you know how to approach a piece, and that's how we hope to dive into the sound of music. So with the older musicals that we're producing, we're going to have all of the elements that people love when and expect when they come in. However, we will be mixing in some, some new takes. Mm, sounds intriguing. I yeah. like that. Yeah. Sound of Music, July 28th through August 2nd. All right. So then over the summer also, um, you do a lot of programs with young people or just people that are interested in aspiring performers. We do. We have our year-round conservatory for the performing arts um, where we train young people of all ages. And in the summers, we're very active with additional activities. So we do the Summer Theater Art School. We do two sessions of that. One is for students who don't have maybe as much experience and they can sign up to be a part of the Summer Theater Art School. And at the end of those two weeks, they do a production, which is Annie Jr. this year. So it will tie in with Annie that we're doing on the main stage downtown. And then for our students who have been taking classes for quite a while and have more experience, they all auditioned for the production that we're doing this summer, which is Bring It On. Um, And so it deals with high school and cheerleading. And we thought it would really be fun to let that production uh, feel like it's inviting everyone in and we're creating the environment. There's a lot of environmental (laughs) theater going on these days. Yes, there is. And we love it. So we, we were able to get the gym at Peace University, Peace College, oh. Peace University now, William I Peace University. Right. William Peace. So we were really fortunate to get the gym at Peace University, and we are turning it into a theater space. So it's going to feel half like a cheerleading <laughs> competition and half like a theater production. It's going to blow people's minds. Oh, that is wonderful. That yeah. is such a smart idea. Wow, really talk about putting you in the environment, like That's you right. said, put you right. right in the performance. That's so cool. So are tickets on sale for all of those? For this season. We have packages for the season on sale right now. Full season subscriptions now at nctheater.com. I'm asking you, but I'm telling you. Also... <laughs> <laughs> Because I have it in front of me. Um, so that's those are on sale. And then single show tickets are going to go on sale this summer. 
Yes. So that's good. So that's you right. just uh, keep an eye on the website, I guess, and social media. That's right. We are so excited about all of the shows in our season, and we feel that there's a continuity, a cohesiveness, and mm-hmm. and we don't want anyone to miss any part of our our season. So please do get your season tickets today so that you can hit every single one of them. Right, and they'll be the best seats anyway. That's right. That's why you want to do it early. That's so. right. And uh, what about casting? We start with putting out a character breakdown of all of the characters that are going to be in a given show, and we will advertise that. We'll put that out to the community, and we'll also send it to New York, and it will go to all the agents and all the managers. And you do that now when you're doing these shows too? Yes, that's right. I'm oh, cool. about to, I'm going to go to New York in a few weeks and have the auditions for West Side Story. And I'm going to be having the West, the local West Side Story auditions very soon as well. And so people will come and, and do a dance combination from the show. And, you know, you really have to be so extremely talented. And, oh, and we do. have an incredible... Uh, pool of talented performers right here in North Carolina. So we're able to, at, at NC Theater, we're able to cast about half of our cast from New York and over half um, locally here from the Raleigh area. That's so exciting for local talent. Well, anything else you want to add? No, I'm just so, so pleased um, to be here and to talk about our season. We, you know, as I mentioned before, this is a departure for us producing all six shows. I think you should be commended for that. I'm very excited. You know, we're walking into the unknown a little bit because it means a larger workload for every single one of us at the theater. But we're committed to that because we believe so much in this product and we believe so much in all of these titles. You should, because they're all good. Eric Woodall, thanks so much for joining us. Oh, my goodness. Thank you so much, Diane. Can't wait to talk to you again. I I, I can't wait to be back. I'm Diane Ramsey. Thanks for listening to Scene and Screen. If you like the show, please give us a review and share with your friends. You can subscribe on Apple Podcasts. It is free. Or your favorite listening app. Scene and Screen is a production of Mix 101.5 and part of the Capital Broadcasting Podcast Network.